Welcome to Red Maryland Radio, the Red Maryland Network's flagship show. Here are your hosts, Brian Griffiths and Greg Klein. And we are live, Red Maryland Radio. Another brand new episode here on the Red Maryland Network coming to you from the Jim Plunkett Studio in the heart of the downtown business district of Severna Park, in the general vicinity of the semi-historic um, shores of the Magathy River. On the bucolic western shore of Maryland, That's you're right. listening to Maryland's leading political talk show, Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. I am your host, Brian Covers, with me in studio, Greg Klein. Good to be here. A lot going on here tonight. We've got poll results coming we up do later have on poll during the results. show. It's true what you say. We're going to talk about the preakness and what's going on in Baltimore. We're going to talk we about will. the governor deciding to let the Kerwin Commission bill go with, through without his signature. Yes. And then we're going to talk about everybody's, every Republican's favorite Democrat. And um, some of you are going to have probably some egg on your faces uh, after that one. But all that and more on tonight's episode of Red Maryland Radio. Hey, Greg, before we get started. Yes. I do want you to know that this episode of Red Maryland Radio is brought to you by the first annual Montgomery County Teenage Republicans Banquet, which is being on, held on Tuesday, June the 11th. Join guest speaker, former Governor Bob Ehrlich, at Buca de Peppo. I still can't say that right, but you hey, get the Buca idea. De Buca de Peppo. 120, if I say it with the accent, I say it correctly. Say it with the uh, stereotypical <laughs> accent, you'll be fine. 122 Kentlands Boulevard in Gaithersburg. This event is free for teenage Republicans, and it's uh, 40 bucks for adults. For more information, contact Ryan Nyadek. Ryan at Nyadek.net. That's R-Y-A-N at G-N-I-A-D-E-K.net. Or Dwight Patel at Dwight at DwightNation.com. This Red Maryland Radio is also brought to you by the 2019 Montgomery County Republican Party Lincoln Day Dinner, uh, which is ha- being held on um, Monday, June the 17th at the Doubletree Hotel on Wisconsin Avenue in Bethesda. Their guest speaker, Lieutenant Governor Boyd Rutherford. Uh, sponsorship opportunities are available for tickets and more information. Visit MCGOP.com and click on 2019 LDD. Both of those ads coming to you, authority of the Montgomery County Republican Central Committee, Don Irvine, treasurer. Thanks, this guys, for supporting us. Of Red Maryland is also brought to you by the National Federation of Republican Women, who brings you their campaign management school presented with the Federation, a Maryland Federation of Republican Women, on Saturday, June the first, twenty nineteen, from eight thirty to five at the DoubleTree in Annapolis, which is a great very familiar place. place. Great place. Um, you'll have the opportunity to. Um, learn about writing a campaign plan, targeting voters, raising money, organizing events, mobilizing a volunteer army, getting out the vote, social media, so much more. It's a hundred dollars. It includes breakfast, lunch, and the campaign school manual. There you go. If you want to register, um, go to nfrw.org/events. That's nfrw.org/events. For additional questions or information, contact Diana Waterman, the president of the Maryland Federation of Republican Women, at 410-490-0227. What's that number? 410-490-0227. Or president at mdfrw.org. President at mdfrw.org. That's paid for by the National Federation of Republican Women and not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. 
Yeah, we have a lot of great uh, members of that organization. A lot of folks who think about running for office or be involved in campaigns. And it's open to men great and women. Event. So if you yeah, want to go, so, yeah, go. Okay, absolutely. You want to, you know, you want to. You want to learn from the best when it comes to political management and learning about how to campaign, which is why you should come buy your early bird tickets now for the Red Maryland Leadership Conference, yes. which is coming up this January 11th, 2020. January 11th. At the Doubletree in Annapolis, same place right. as last year, same place as this event. Commerce Secretary Kelly Schultz is speaking. Yeah. Kathy Shalega, Maria Sophia from the Maryland Young Republicans, Rory McShane's back, Ian Patrick Hines is back, Doug Mayer's going to be there. Wait, what? Doug Mayer is going to be there? Doug Mayer? The architect of the, Governor Hogan's win? The Doug Mayer. Wow. Yeah. We don't mess around. That's exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it now. So all of that, early bird tickets are available through the end of the month. And more. Go to redmarylandconference.com for additional information. That's redmarylandconference.com for additional information. Get the early bird tickets now. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. you but are, I know this is okay. an important point. Probably one you were going to make anyway. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been buying tickets. This event will sell out. We added lots more tickets, but this event will sell out. Yes. Do not wait. Do not wait. Do not wait. Last year it sold out around Thanksgiving. And save some money, too. Buy a ticket now. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Halloween this year. So just... Don't get cocky, but... Just don't... Just go buy a ticket now. Yes. Yeah, we sell out by Halloween, days. I'll try to add more tickets. Honestly. Okay. So that's the challenge. I mean, I, the way... The, the trend, if you look at the trend... It's true. It ain't going to last that long. So... Very true. Thank you to everybody who's bought a ticket. Buy a ticket. If you're, if you're remotely interested in going, and if you're listening to this podcast, you should be... Buy your ticket now. Mark your calendar. January 11th, 2020. Great list of speakers already. Many more to be announced. And finally, if you can, support Red Maryland. We encourage you to support Please. us by becoming a patron. Patreon.com slash Red Maryland. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Red Maryland. Yeah, every penny that you donate, you can do as little as a dollar a month. Go up to as, as much as you want. Every dollar goes into promoting what we do and expanding what we do here at Red Maryland. And so if you become a patron, you will get access to free content. Yeah. You will get stuff. Patron-exclusive content. You, you definitely don't want to do that. It's a good time. Now that we've gotten the business out of the way, yeah. let's talk about... And thank uh, you to all those folks for supporting Yes, thank you. We appreciate their support. We appreciate your support, we dental do. listener thank you. and viewer. Let's talk about Peter Franchot. Oh, you want to start with I want to start with Peter Franchot. Okay. Um, if you go to the actual homepage, the, uh, the article from The Sun is there. So you guys may have been paying attention to what's going on in Alabama right now where Alabama signed into law yesterday the noticeably female governor of Alabama signed a bill that was noticeably introduced by a female legislator well, to mean, basically yeah. ban abortion, okay? It is the holy grail of abortion laws to ban, to ban abortion, to make abortion illegal. Uh, and they do so in a way that does not punish the woman Correct. for getting an abortion. It punishes the practitioner of an abortion. Uh, the person who gives the abortion that makes it a, you'll do a time if you get caught performing an abortion. Let's put it that way. Right. I mean, this is this is an effort, an organ. This is, you know, the, the rise of the pro-life movement. And I think a lot of credit goes to um, the administration, the change in the judiciary. And, and um, you know, if you want to talk about conservatism moving forward and our movement culturally moving forward, um, the pro-life movement is is definitely you know, this is pro-life is one of those issues where um, people said, yeah, 20 years ago, all these, you know, they, they would look at polls and 20 year olds are always pro-choice. So they say, well, when they become 40 year olds, everybody's going to be pro-choice. And then Not look so what much. happens. Um, 
and I think the pro-life movement is a, is one of the best success stories of conservatism. I mean, from the Roe decision in 1972 till now is a 73, thank you, is a long, long time. And now we are reaching a point where, not there yet, may, may not ever get there, but we're reaching a point now where we have the political consensus in a number of states to pass laws directly challenging yes. uh, the Roe decision and the Casey decision and create an opportunity for a very different Supreme Court to rule that the words due process of law don't mean that you have a right to kill an unborn child in the United States of America anymore and the very radical pro-abortion regime that we have in America. So this is, this is uh, if you're pro-life, I think what's happening in Alabama, what's happening in some of these other states, uh, is is you know is something to be celebrated. Now I sure. acknowledge that there are definitely people who are on the pro life movement who either both agree and disagree with this law. Okay, um, so there's not a consensus among the pro life movement that this is great or this is bad, um, but there is yeah you know, there's a discussion about it. Either way, as Greg pointed out, the fact that pro-life legislators and governors are being aggressive enough to actually pass something like this right. is a positive thing. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, Brian, Greg, what the hell are you talking? This is Red Maryland, not Red Alabama. What are you guys talking about? Headline this afternoon, Baltimore Sun. Comptroller Franchot questions whether Maryland has investments in Alabama in light of abortion law. Yeah. 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 This is this is So thing, now okay? it's become a Maryland political issue because our comptroller, a Democrat, a Tacoma Park liberal, as we keep wanting to point out to people, um, wants to divest out any investment that the state has in Alabama, in the state of Alabama, um, and businesses that do business, I guess, are centered in Alabama. So yeah, let me let me let's read the story yeah, from from Pam Wood. Maryland Comptroller Peter Franchot is asking officials to review whether the state's pension system has investments in Alabama, which just enacted a law that bans almost all abortions. Franchot, a Democrat noted in a Facebook post on Tuesday, Thursday that he can't control Alabama lawmakers, quote, who choose to weaponize their system of laws to punish women who are already experiencing great vulnerability. However, he continued, I can work to ensure that Maryland's taxpayer dollars are not used to subsidize extremism. Francho serves as vice chairman of the Maryland State Retirement and Pension System. He said he will ask the pension system's managers to review any assets the state has in Alabama and whether it works with any investment managers or brokers that have offices there. Also, will ask the retirement system not to send any employees or trustees to Alabama for any meetings or conferences. Michael Golden, a spokesman for the pension system, said the agency leaders have not been contacted by Francho about his request. Governor Hogan declined to comment through a spokesman. Hogan appoints half of the members of the pension system's board of trustees. In an interview, Francho said he was inspired to act after following news coverage of Alabama's new law. I looked more closely at the legislation. It's a particularly egregious example of extremism, Francho said. The people of Alabama can choose their leaders, and their leaders can do whatever Alabama wants to do, but we don't have to sustain it with Maryland taxpayer investments. Francho said that he may also ask the state of, staff of the State Board of Public Works to research any other state investments in business relationships in Alabama. The Board of Public Works oversees a wide range of state contracts. This comprised of the Comptroller, Governor, and State Treasurer. Francho said he thinks that Alabama pod politicians may, quote, listen to money, unquote, and reconsider their position if investors abandon the state. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, 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 the talk about Peter Francho running for governor in 2022, I kind of, this, this is the first sign. Oh I, yeah. This is the first big sign I've seen that maybe he is thinking about running. He's running. 
He's trying to he's trying to burnish his uh, left wing bona fides. Because look, look, I mean, this is all for show. Okay? Of course it is. Um, Whatever, if we have investments in Alabama or Alabama companies, or it's because it's in the best interest of Marylanders to do that. If it's if it's not, we shouldn't be doing it, regardless right. of what the state's politics are. And by the way, we're talking. This is in relation to the pension board, which is already underfunded and doesn't have enough right. money to pay, you know, to pay the pension liabilities that are already existent. Now, Francho basically says he wants to. Um, he wants to basically sell short all of the pension funds investments in Alabama just because he's got a sad that Alabama did the right thing. Yeah, and and, and look, I I have a problem, you know, because because today it's Alabama's abortion law. Georgia's talking about doing something similar. They've done things in other states. You know, it could be North Carolina's law on um, you know, uh, gender discrimination, or it could be it could be a law passed somewhere where it's you know a conscience law. This is what progressives are trying to do. And they 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 want to get, you know, disinvestment um, in North Carolina, in um, in Alabama and other places to try to uh, economically coerce these states to, to and try to use big liberal institutions like and this is like before pension funds, like university systems, like things like that. And it's you know, if you, if you think Peter Francho is some kind of conservative Democrat. This is, you know, a little bit of a coming out party that, if you'll pardon the expression, of him saying, no, no. Uh, now, keep in mind, even if this Alabama law is upheld in the courts, even if even if the Supreme Court tomorrow in a 9-0 decision comes out and says there is no um, there is no right to have an abortion in the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution, abortion will still be legal in Maryland. Yes. It's still protected by law. Right. Okay. Um, nothing will change in Maryland. It would take a change of our state legislature to change that. Right. So there is nothing that's going on in Alabama that will in any way um, negatively affect the citizens of Maryland. Right. And here's, here's So your, this is just political showmanship. Of course. And this goes back, you know, again, goes back to something that we talked about during the election last year. You know, about, you know, and all the stories that you see about Peter Franco being the Republicans' favorite Democrat. And I know two guys right here yeah. who reminded everybody Peter Francho is a Tacoma Park liberal. Yeah. Peter Francho is a left-wing yeah. Democrat. Absolutely. Peter Francho was Ben Jealous before Ben Jealous was Ben Jealous. You know, just because Peter Francho found a niche in being responsible with the money of the taxpayers that he actually right. found an ideological ally in Governor Hogan to do the right thing in protecting taxpayers from wasteful spending right. doesn't mean he's not a radical left-wing Democrat. He is who we thought he was. Yeah, and just or at be- least he's who, he is who we thought he was. Right. I, I know a lot of people, some of our friends, had the wool pulled over their eyes. Well, I think one but, of the, you know, I think some of it was projecting as well. Look, he has, he has done, uh, he, he does want the state to run efficiently and spend our money efficiently that's fine. That that frankly shouldn't be a controversial decision. It's not. No. The fact that he stands in contrast to his party says more about his party than really him as some sort of conservative. But he's always been opposed to tax cuts. Always. He's never been somebody who thought we ought to shrink the government. Right. He's he's been he's been a, a voice of going a little more slowly on growing it, which in the Democratic Party may be seen as somewhat. Well, that makes more him a right winger among Democrats. You know. But he's 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 never been for the tax cuts that the governor has wanted to pass. That's something we've always pointed out. Number one, and even 
you know, even though he's opposed some of the expansion of gambling and some of the other things, um, he's he's not done that out of some moral crusade. And I think this kind of thing kind of shows that he was doing that because um, some of the special interests involved in it, that it was an unsustainable model, that it, that it wasn't something that you could reliably build a big government, which he definitely wants. Right. On. He had legitimate criticisms. They weren't necessarily the same criticisms some conservatives had of expanded gambling. Um, so, you know, this is, this is again, it's not a shock to me that he would do this. Of course not. This is, this is, but it is, I think, and Brian, you agree with me, it was the first thought I had when I read this was, okay, this guy is running for governor of course. in 2022. Of course. Um, and he's got to win a he's got to win a Democratic primary in Maryland, which is not going to be uh, a cakewalk for him. And so he's he's going to go into this playbook, which is right out of the progressive playbook that, you know, he might as well be Alyssa Milano at this point. Sex I mean, it's not that far fetched um, when we're going to start, you know, I mean, he's no different. To, he's no different right. now than the BDS folks. It's the same it's kind the same of thing. idea. It's the, it's the same, same kind. Concept. It's the same kind of bigotry right. against this, this time against Christians, against it's, people of people of morals who believe that killing right. an I unborn mean, I child is wrong. I, I have a problem with us politicizing our, as you point out, we have underfunded mandates when it comes to our pension requirements. Right. That should be the focus of it, and I, and I think the comptroller has been aware of that and paid attention to that and does shared some concern on that, but. We should be hiring whomever that gives us the best return on the, on the dollar, right? Um, and who does the best job for the citizens of Maryland. We shouldn't we shouldn't mix that up with politicizing it or investing in things that are socially appropriate or socially responsible or environmentally this or right. You know, um, and the whether, responsibility is to the people who have pensions in the state of Maryland. It is not a responsibility right. to the Democratic Party or Peter Franchot's political career, right? And that's. When you start getting to that level of progressivism in politics, which which frankly is exactly where Peter Francho comes from, right? Tacoma Park um, liberal, it's problematic, and this is a this is just a huge red flag. So, yeah, but I wanted to bring it up when Brian showed it to me because, you know, um, the Democrats are also going to put obviously abortion is coming to the fore in America right. as it should. You've got some very radical left wing pro-abortion bills that have been that have been put forward and, mm-hmm. and passed in very blue states you've got a reaction and it's symbol it's certainly symptomatic of our politics you've gotten very pro-life reaction to that in right. states where that's where uh folks are the democrats here in maryland wanted to push forward with a constitutional amendment they'll probably continue that push next year right it'll be interesting to see where that goes that was something that mike bush kind of demurred to mike miller on mm-hmm. Um, but only because Miller didn't want to pass a constitutional amendment a year before a the year election. before the election. That's, that's right. That's well, that was one of the big reasons. I, I think Mike Miller maybe had a few more. Um, and, and I, you know, well, it, this is one of those things Adriana Jones will come about. The idea is that the pro-choice position is something Democrats think will help get their voters to the polls. The lesson they got from um 2018 is all we got to do is get our voters to the polls and rep, rep you know ramp up our turnout and we win which right. the numbers certainly support that and so they're going to do that in a lot of different ways and right. this is one issue to do that. and that's why they're going to push through so many constitutional amendments they can ne- next year because they know turnout's going to be high um as an a- another anti-trump you know move people are going to come out and show up to vote against trump 
um, because he's wildly unpopular in the state. Well, he yeah, well. And, you the know. The president probably will not win in Maryland. Democrats no. pick those years to do this. It's right. not new. It it's the same thing Obama they did with the bathroom running. bill. Yeah. It was the same thing they did yeah. with redistricting. Uh, it was the same thing they did. Dream with Act. Dream, uh, Dream Act, Act same thing. gay marriage. Right, exactly. Gamble, you know, at least yeah. one of the gambling expansions. And that was know. still close, but yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Presidential years, Democratic turnouts higher. That's when they throw their agenda on, on the ballot, absolutely. Right. Uh, and they know that if they wait until 2022, the uni- political universe may be very different. One would think it would it be. Is. Certainly the turnout would be, presumably would be different. Yeah. Yes, particularly if President Trump is defeated next year which we you know we're still a long ways off from that but um yeah you're gonna see a different electorate in 2022 we'll see it's be partially we'll depending on what know. happens next year yeah we don't know what'll happen yeah so um do you want to take a break let's take a break why don't we take a break and when we come back we'll talk about the Kerwin commission we'll talk about baltimore and the preakness and we still have may poll results to get to stick with us you're listening to red maryland radio on the red maryland network we'll be right back You know, getting caught for a DUI is something that can happen to anyone. A simple mistake that can have serious lifelong consequences for the person who commits the offense. That's why if you're caught driving under the influence, you should have the best attorney standing up for you, protecting your rights. Gregory M. Klein is that attorney, a lawyer with a track record of strong defense for those arrested for DUI. If you need a lawyer, call 410-541-6DUI or visit annarundeldui.com. Gregory M. Klein, 410-541-6384. Zwoele zomerhit. Klopvaste actua. De leukste cadeaus. Donna. The sound of summer. Radio Donna. Okay, is a hell of a drug, Gotta wait for the German. Snap and see Dutch. And we're back. Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. I am Brian. He is Greg. Good to be here. And one thing that is back, or should I say it's going to be here, and it's super annoying is the uh, initial funding for the Kerwin Commission, Greg. Yeah, yeah. we talked about this during the session when it passed. And uh, the Governor Hogan, this is, this is the blueprint. This is the, the emphasis, down payment. Emphasis on blue. Um, $850 million school funding bill. The governor's going to allow it to become law without his signature, yeah. expressing serious concerns about that. We'll get a little more from Pam Wood's article here in a second. But when we talked about this during session, this is this is to fund some of the recommendations of the Kerwin Commission. You've heard us talking about that for years. Um, ultimately, the Kerwin Commission is going to cost about four and a half billion dollars per year in operating cost expenses. Um, how that's going to be split between counties and the state is still completely in the open. Probably, you know, I don't know, 50-50, two-thirds, a third, I don't yeah. know. But you've already got a lot of big counties that the Democrats have taken over or more progressive Democrats have taken over jacking up taxes. Hold that thought. 
And part of it is an anticipation of spending a lot more money for Kerwin. Uh, the Democrats had weren't didn't go full bore with Kerwin last year. Uh, they didn't quite have the money to do that. They knew they know even Paul Pinsky and those guys who've been pushing this have said openly it's going to be extremely expensive. It's going right. to require huge tax increases. The governor has been opposed to that. We had another year where we had a a budget that didn't require tax increases and the governor actually had some tax cuts in there and you know the the democrats didn't give him what he wanted on that um but i mean we could why don't you give a little more background then we'll talk about so here again a story from pam wood despite having significant reservations about a bill that would send hundreds of millions of dollars in extra funding to maryland public schools governor larry hogan will allow it to become law without his signature the bill, dubbed the Blueprint for Maryland's Future, will direct $850 million in extra state, state spending to public schools over the next two years. The money will start flowing to the schools in July 2020. In a letter sent to legislative leaders Wednesday afternoon, Hogan said he is concerned that the bill doesn't include a long-term funding solution for public school improvement and lacks sufficient, quote, academic accountability to make sure the extra spending results in academic gains. When Marylanders are crying out for better outcomes, they are also demanding that local school administrators be held accountable for billions of state taxpayers dollars handed to them. Hogan, a Republican, wrote to State Senate President Thomas V. Mike Miller and House of Delegate Speaker Adrian Jones, both Democrats. Hogan was in Kentucky on Wednesday for a meeting of the Republican Governor Association. Miller and Jones responded in a letter to Hogan that they were disappointed that he refused to sign the bill into law. They dismissed Hogan's concern that the spending plan wasn't funded, noting that there is money in the budget for the two-year plan. They invited Hogan to appear before a commission that's studying education to offer his ideas for a long-term funding plan. (laughs) Tell us what taxes you would raise, Governor. (laughs) We are heartened to see your administration's concern about making certain the blueprint is fully funded, and we ask that you join our efforts to find a path forward on this issue, Miller and Jones wrote. Now, I think the governor made a mistake. I think the governor should have vetoed this bill. I I don't, but I'll let you go first. I I think that just the idea, it it goes back to the glide path. Um, This bill has and remains a glide path for tax increases. Um, There's no way to fund it. Given, Given all of the other mandates in the budget, there is no way to fund this and all of the other mandates and keep the doors of government open. Um without raising taxes. There's no way to fully fund There's no way to fully Kerwin. fund Kerwin right, right. without a tax increase. Right. Absolutely. And I understand and, and more the, than one. I mean massive tax increases. And right. I understand the political calculus of why Governor Hogan may not have wanted to veto this, but the fact is is that by not vetoing this, Governor Hogan did open the door for tax increases, whether that was his intention or not. And that's a mistake. It's going to be harder for him to stand up against tax increases in the, in the remaining three years that he has in office because he allowed this bill and talked about funding sources. I mean, the Democrats are already framing the issue, basically saying— They are framing the yeah, issue. They're framing this the issue saying the issue. that Absolutely. Governor Hogan, by not vetoing this, has agreed to raise taxes in the future. I'm not sure that's exactly what they but were that's, saying. That's but that's what the spin's going to be, and it's, it is a mistake. I wholeheartedly hope Governor Hogan will veto these tax increases when they hit his desk— but the governor should have made a standing, should have, even if it was only a symbolic gesture. Um, you know, this situation calls for a futile gesture, and, you know, he's the guy to do it. But he didn't do it. And I, I think that even the symbolic gesture of saying we are not going to grease the skids for tax increases was more important um, than taking the political way out. Okay. Here's where I disagree with you. And we talked about this before. Um, I think the governor's right to have concerns. I think the governor understands better than anybody 
what kind of trap this is. I'd, I would like to have seen him more aggressive in challenging the premise that we needed more spending via Kerwin. Uh, I think he's done. The problem is, though, he's done that more than than any other legislative than any other Republican in Annapolis. That's true. Okay, if he had vetoed this, and this is something you know, our friends at the at the um, Conduit Street podcast talked about. Okay, now their perspective is they're all for this. Okay, they're kind of interested in how it's going to be funded, but they're all for, uh, with all due respect to those guys, which is why they'll never have us on that podcast. Those guys are all for increasing spending as much as possible and raising taxes is great. Okay, they're all for Kerwin. They, they, you know, the mindset in Annapolis is Kerwin's a done deal. It has to happen. It's just, you know, what? how do we make the hard choices to make it happen? There isn't enough challenging the very notion that we have to spend an additional $4 billion a year at all. Okay, the money that's being spent in this bill, there's mo- the money's there. It is there, okay? They have it is funded for for those two years. You're right. The trap is going forward. If the governor had vetoed this bill, there would have been a special session that seems to have been the consensus to come in and override this because it affected budget going forward and they couldn't have waited until next session to do it. Had they done that, they could have overridden a bunch of his other vetoes before he gets to next year. And keep in mind, Brian, one Republican in the state Senate voted against this. I agree. And the only reason he voted against it was because they didn't also pass a huge capital spending plan to go with it. I agree. So why in the hell should the governor stick his neck out, have a special session where a bunch of his other vetoes get overridden, and the Democrats run wild, run wild on him when the Republicans in the state legislature... Don't get his back. Well, and that, that's something we talked about at the time that Republicans, so I think Republicans he made, in the House and I Senate think, let us down. I think he made a very difficult but tactically correct decision to say, I'm not going to veto it. I'm not going to sign it. This is a problem, and I'm against it. Now, go, so I think the decision he made today was the right one of, of very unfavorable decisions. This is better than him vetoing it, there being a big special session, and all these Republicans who voted for it coming in and either voting to override his veto or saying, yeah, you know, maybe it wasn't such a bad idea and looking like idiots because that's what they are. I mean, these guys, you've got even good conservative Republicans in the state, so we talked about this at the time, who were issuing press releases when this thing passed with all but one vote. Yeah. Saying, well, Kerwin's the future. You know, Mr. President, I, I, we got problems. I don't know if we can do this without raising taxes. And you got Mike Miller shoveling this cow manure that, oh, we can just legalize marijuana and sports betting and we'll pay for it all. Which we all know is crap. Of course we do. And President Miller knows as much as anybody. Um, and, you know, the governor's the one who has to introduce the budget. Now, look, what the governor can do is have a budget that doesn't fully fund, that opposes higher taxes. He introduces a, a Reconciliation Act, a BRFA Act, that requires waivers of that, of that stuff um, so that it's not so that we're not spending the full amount that the Kerwin Commission wanted, what this, anything that this uh, legislation would require. Okay? That's something the governor has the ability to do, but that's going to be tough. And you, you talked about the mandated spending. This is going to accelerate tremendously the conflict that the governor's going to have in dealing with mandated spending. But vetoing this was not going to help that problem, in my opinion. So 
a futile gesture that would have backfired and had a special session where they would have overridden a lot of others' vetoes while they were at it. Well, they're going to override a lot of those vetoes anyway. In January. In January. And he's got from now till January to, to talk about those issues, okay, and, and work in, work a little better to be in a little better position to fight what's going forward. Because, yes, they're framing it as we kind of want to go forward with Kerwin, but I know the governor's office, they'll be framing it going into next session as Democrats want to raise your taxes and I'm going to oppose it because the Democrats are going to have to come up with some consensus between now and January over a tax plan. Which is not going Which to is happen. why they wanted the governor to be part of that consensus building, and the governor's refusing to do that, going to Kentucky, where they have a really good Republican governor, by the way, um, and, and doing that. So it's, a, it's, it's not a good situation. We have said all along that next to redistricting, how the governor handles Kerwin and the mandated spending that goes along with it will be his legacy. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, so. And, and, and I think we can agree to disagree on this one. Okay. All right. Um, I, I, I do. But I do agree. I do agree with your reasoning that it did not. It was politically problematic for the governor to veto a bill when the Republicans in the House and Senate kind of hung him out to dry. I definitely agree. With and you I that. want every I want. And look, I know there are friends that voted for this thing. I want every single Republican who voted for this to justify why they voted for this. Now, some of them will say, and I've heard this from some of the well, this $800 million is in the budget, doesn't require additional taxes, whatever. The rest of it is not mandated exactly. So there's still time. There's, you know, if the money's not there, there are controls, there's this. They, got, they put in some more, you know, accountability stuff in there. But you're right. They've lost the, they've lost the argument, which should, the debate should be, do we really need to spend another four and a half, five billion dollars right. per year for K through 12 education, which is about a 40% increase. Do we really need to spend that to have decent quality schools in Maryland? Right. And that's the conversation that we as a state have not had yet. And Republicans ought to be willing to have that because I'm telling you, within their constituencies in their districts, that's going to be pretty popular Yeah, because they're seeing taxes going up in Baltimore County and Anne Arundel County and lots of other parts of the state. And be sure to check out my column in tomorrow's Capitol. It's already online about the, uh, about the Pittman tax increases here in Anne Arundel County. Yeah, and uh, or there are people who live in overtaxed jurisdictions like the city of Baltimore, like Montgomery County, like Prince George's County, or they're in tax-averse counties that have avoided it who are going to have a hard time avoiding those increased taxes right. both on the state level and the local level because there's going to be a lot of mandated spending and tax increases that's going to come down that's on a right. Calvert County and a Washington County and a you know Worcester County as part of Kerwin as well. A lot of the stuff that's going to come out of Annapolis is going to be unfunded mandates um, for, you know, localities, yeah. which, I mean, I, I don't want to pick our friends on the Conduit Street podcast because they're great guys. They really, they, if you really want to know what's going on, they're in there. Those guys are all for that. And this is like, this is a big problem. This, this ought to be cause number one for Republicans around the state to be opposed to Kerwin because it is a tax trap. Yeah. And, you know, I think the governor gets it. I think he's having a difficult time maneuvering it. I think... Some of our Republicans in legislature have completely dropped the ball on this, and I know a lot of them know better. I, so, yeah. I think the governor did. I mean, I, I think it was a, the best of a bad situation. That's my opinion. So speaking of people, leaders who don't know any better, let's talk about Baltimore City and the Preakness, okay. um, which, as Greg said earlier during the pre-show, you just wanted to use the Kegasus. I said it much more articulately. 
articulately. Well, yeah, you don't talk like that. Articulately. Maybe I didn't say that articulately. <laughs> um, yeah, you love using that. Ke- any excuse to put that Kegasus thing out there. So I'll let you you start. Well, let's talk first about ransomware, because what a joke this is. Baltimore City, <laughs> Baltimore City computers. Yes, the city are of Baltimore still held computers. hostage by a ransomware attack that has been going on for weeks now. The computers aren't secure. Government functions, some government functions are having to stop. Yeah. And all the, during the entire time this started, of course, we had an absentee mayor, you know, who was not lucid enough to resign at the time. So we were The told. acting mayor was in Detroit at the time. Correct. That's correct. You know, it just goes back to show you this is the gang that couldn't shoot straight. Now, in the middle of all of this, we just had, we just saw a mayor resign in disgrace. Baltimore City's computers can't work. It's still a shoot, you know, a free fire zone, basically, through most of the city, um, you know, or at least huge sections of the city. Very where problematic, can yes. commit crimes. And now you've got national media attention descending on Pimlico. Right. Where the wa- there was a water main break the other day. You can't get enough horses to generate interest in actually people watching the race, and 7,000 of your grandstand seats were condemned because nobody seems to think that they're safe enough, um, which, by the way, went through the other... Do you remember this absurd part of this from a couple of weeks ago where the Stronaut Group, the owners of Pimlico, closed the... Um, you know, they closed the, the grandstand seats down. There's 7,000 seats. Right. Baltimore City government's like, you guys are just messing around. This is just a, this is just right. a political ploy. And right. we're going to send out the inspectors. And they sent out the inspectors. And they found out, yeah, these seats are pretty bad. You shouldn't really let anybody on them. There you go. Yeah, no, it's, it's, just a, it's, just a, it's, a, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's an embarrassment for not just Baltimore City, but for the state of Maryland. This so who's is, playing the infield? Is it Train again this year or? Somebody I else, have or? no idea who's playing. I've I never no been idea. to Preakness. Have you? No. No. It's not my type of scene. It's not my type of scene either. But, uh, yeah, it's a mess. And what we hear from Annapolis is let's have tens or hundreds of millions of dollars more to subsidize something somewhere to keep it going. It's absurd. Yeah. When we I'm- have a track in Laurel. Well, even, you know, even in general, maybe Laurel's the answer, maybe, maybe it's not. But the point is, it, this race is not what the, what the Kentucky Derby is in, you know, Louisville. Particularly in a year where the winner of the they Kentucky Louisville, Derby. Right? Louisville, Particularly in a year where the winner of the Kentucky Derby isn't even running in the pre-game. Right. I mean, they had a controversial Kentucky Derby. The winner of the Derby is not even going to be here. So that means the ratings are way down because there's no chance of a Triple Crown winner. It's been diminishing over the years anyway. It's one afternoon on on NBC for a you know a three minute race, however long it takes. Right, two minutes usually. Two minutes, well, two and a half minutes. Um, and there's a lot of pop, pop and circumstance that go into it. You've got the hoi polloi in the in this you know in the, the infield, corporate tents, yeah. And then you got the one percenters and the government types and the hangers on and the. All those folks with their funny hats and their and their you know black eyed Susans, right. um, on the other side, and it's, I, I, yeah. I mean, we keep saying the same thing, but it is a mess, and the city of Baltimore isn't fixing it. I mean, right. it, the seats are a good example. They thought this was all political because you know if you're a city politician, somebody coming out and saying the seats are unsafe is it sounds like a ploy. That's how you think. 
you know, it couldn't possibly be, yeah, this site is really crappy. Right. And we really don't want to have this event here because it's not up to the quality that it needs to be. That's why we wanted to move it someplace else, not because we wanted to screw you out of your phony baloney, you know, job in the government, but because we actually are trying to run a business and, and that's remember, by successful. the way, we're talking about four hundred fifty to five hundred million dollars of state money. Think about that. By the way, to answer your question about who's playing infield fest this year, are yeah. you ready for this? I am lots ready. Of, lots of names you're going to recognize. Go. Ziver, Riot, no. no. Frank Walker, Juice World, Juice. Fisher, Kygo, <laughs> Diplo, Logic, Chova, Evan Wilder, okay. Ravi Drums, Double Date, and Vice Bloom. I am not the target demographic for the infield. That is that is for sure. I don't I don't I've never heard of any of those people. I've heard of Duplos, but not Diplo. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. Someone, someone, uh, text us. There's comment or send us an email. Tell us who some of those people. Or maybe you don't know who the hell they are either, which wouldn't surprise me. Well, I would say most of our audience falls into that category, but at least some of the ones I've had, I've they've had in the past, I've at least heard of. Yeah, like bands and stuff. Yeah, like bands. Yeah, that those are all musical acts that you were, right. As far as I know. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, do they still have the, you can bring your own beer? They go back and forth on that, is it? I don't think they are doing that this year, which, of course, makes it really no purpose at all to go to to go to go the infield. Okay. I didn't, I didn't, I, 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 as you can get from the consensus, Russ, we don't get it. And the amount of money that goes, it's really, it really is the absurd theater of a bunch of maryland politicians and baltimore city politicians sitting around just like the scene from uh, blazing saddles you know we got to do something to protect our phony baloney jobs here because there's a loss of prestige in losing this race that no one wants to admit to but when you look at what it's going to take to sustain it it doesn't make any sense from an economic perspective from a cost benefit analysis perspective yeah you know meanwhile it's just a you know giant bacchanalia in the middle of the infield yeah I mean, you know, people say, well, we spend all this money subsidizing the Ravens or the Orioles. Sell them. Sell the stadiums, please. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've been consistent <laughs> on that. But at least those stadiums, the Ravens, well, they're not as full as they used to be in either case, are they? Uh, well, but the there's more, more than one event a year. And clearly, right. there's a lot more excitement and cultural connection in the city to those two teams yes. than to one horse race every year. Yes, who most people couldn't tell you who was in it a week, you know, the week of. I maybe. can't tell you who's in this. Two race. weeks after it, nobody will remember right. who ran unless they won the triple crown. Right. So, well, Greg, why don't, why don't we take a quick break and we come back? We will do the results of the May Red Maryland poll. Don't you dare miss out on that. Stick with us. You're listening to Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. Drinking and driving is a serious offense. If you've been arrested for drunk driving, you could spend time in jail and lose your license. You need experienced legal representation. For nearly two decades, Greg Klein has been representing individuals charged with drunk driving throughout Maryland, and he's standing by to help you. If you or someone you know has been charged with drinking and driving, contact the law office of Gregory M. Klein at 410-541-6DUI. That's 410-541-6384. And check out our blog for more information, AnnaRundleDUI.com. 
We are back. Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. I am Brian. He is Greg. Good to be here. Let's do it. I'm sorry. I'm. So- what is it that you want to do? The Red Maryland Maypole. The Red Maryland Maypole. All yes. right. We had 117 participants. Why don't you drag? There we go. 117 participants in this month's poll. That's up from last month. By yeah, the way. thank you to everybody who participated. However, you folks in Garrett County, Kent County, and Queen Anne's County, and Somerset County, and Talbot hey, County, and Worcester County. No, Worcester got one. At least we got one. Wicomico County. Excuse me. Wicomico Sorry. County. Step up, guys. I'll be in Wicomico County next week. I won't you be will be. Show. Greg will be appearing on uh, in, in studio. In studio. On WGMD. What time are you going in? Uh, I don't know. We haven't worked all the details out okay. yet. I'll let you know. Early. Stay tuned to Red Maryland on Twitter. Early. And you will find out when Greg will uh, be My on. daughter's also graduating from Salisbury University. Yes, she is. Congratulations which is why I'll her. be there. She has been in the past a, a briefly a Red Maryland talent. She did a show with you, which I thought was a fantastic show. She did a couple show. shows. Yeah, she, no, yeah, she's great. It's a fantastic show. For those times which I'm not available. I tried to raise her right. I'm, it's a work in progress. She's doing very well. She's graduating with honors. I'm very proud of her. There you go. So. There you go. Any trips to Hawaii? Not recently. Just keep going. You're going to get in trouble. Keep it up. <laughs> with you or with somebody else? Yes. Fair. Um, about 10.3% of our respondents were Central Committee members. It's about on par. Yeah, about. Um, and the bell curve kind of better, better in effect this time for our, uh, our, our age demographic. We had um, 21.7% were 35 to 44, 22.6% 45 to 54, 55 to 64 were 24.3%. So that's a big, giant the, chunk of our audience. The vast, people, vast number of people who read our blog and, and participate in this poll are not going to be the audience who would know who Diplo deep, deep is or Duplo is. Diplo. 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 Yeah. Same French. So we asked the question, if the Republican primary for president were held today, for whom would you vote? There you go. 73.5% of you said Donald Trump, which is down from last month. Right. 11.1% said Larry Hogan. 5.1% said Bill Weld, which is down from last month. And I don't know, 10.3%. Greg, that's not a surprise, that number. Uh, Not a surprise. I mean, I I don't think the governor's running. uh, But if he can only get 11% of the Red Maryland poll, it's not encouraging. So we asked the question, should Larry Hogan run for president? 7.8% 7.8% said yes, 84.3% said no, maybe said 7.8%. I found it humorous that more people voted for Larry Hogan in this presumptive primary than people who think he should actually run for president. There were some people who would vote for him if he ran, but don't think he should run, absolutely, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, okay. I, I, I can understand that. If the 2022 Republican primary for governor held, were held today, for whom would you vote? So we we before we went on the air, we recorded something with our friends – uh, John Frenet and, and um, Tim Hamilton. Hamilton. I just know him as Tim, so uh, forgive me, Tim. We do this live uh, for the uh, Maryland Crabs podcast. A and crab they, cake. I a crab cake, yeah, one of their shorter podcasts. Uh, it'll be, you know, it'll be uh, like Paula Poundstone, and then they'll do one with us. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Um, <laughs> uh, this, ours will be less weird, presumably. Presumably. Maybe not. Uh, so, but they were asking us about 2022. They wanted a prediction for 2022. And this, so you say, well, this is too far out, Greg. But we get asked about yeah. this. So we like to have input from you. Boyd Rutherford at 20.5% of the vote. Yeah, Kelly Schultz and Kathy Shalega at 7.7%. Um, Barry Glassman and Michael Steele at 6%. Um, Steve Shue at 5.1%. Uh, go back up for a second, please. Uh, 
Nick Kipke at 4.3%, Andy Harris at 5.1%. And so it's kind of a spread, but Boyd right. Rutherford is the consensus front runner at the it has moment been for, a for while. much as it is. We got some write in votes, too. Oh, these are always fun. Yeah. Um, Warren Miller got two votes. Good for Warren. Wayne Gilchrist got two votes. I actually had to look it up. He's a Democrat now. So I probably. Is he really? Him. Yeah, he switched parties. Well, he's still with us. Uh, Deb Ray got one. John Grasso got one. Mike Panalides, David Smith, Brian Griffiths, me, and Laura Newman, who is also no longer a Republican. Is she? Oh, so she's not registered Republican anymore nope. either. Nope. I mean, I don't know if she ever was, but anyway, go ahead. Other answers: Peter Francho. <coughs> really wonder if some of those yeah. people want to have that vote back. Uh, none of the above. Okay. All right. Well, you could write in. So I'd vote in the Democratic primary. Maybe they were Democrats. Stavros. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Is that a Game of Thrones reference? I have maybe? no idea. And the most conservative one. Don't know the ones above yet. Education needed. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. You got some time, so it's okay. Yeah. Who do you think will be the Democratic candidate for governor in 2022? Overwhelmingly, you folks said Peter Franchot at 23.1% right. of the vote. Brian Frosch at 12%. Uh, Johnny O. Johnny Olszewski Jr. at 10.3%. Okay. Angela Alsobrooks at 7.7%. Alsobrooks was polling much higher. Uh, this is the first time that uh, Olszewski's been in the double digits. But Franch- everybody thinks Franchot's going to be the nominee. Well, some of it's name recognition with our audience. And... He's got a lot of money in the bank and a lot of personal wealth to rely on, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he sounds like, a, you know, he sounds like he's thinking about it if he's doing crap like this. So, yeah, absolutely. So we asked people. Again, what offices they may or may not consider running Just for. Just ask you, our audience, the participants of the poll, would you consider running for Congress in 2022? And 8.9% of you said yes. 82.1% of you said no. 8.9% of you said maybe. And again, given the number of randos who file to run for Congress every year, I think some of you are lying. Would you consider running for delegate or state senate in 2022? 21.1% of you said yes. Okay. Right. 66.7% said no. 12.3% said maybe. Would you consider running for county office in 2022? 21.9% said yes. 65.8% said no. 12.3% said maybe. Would you consider running for the Board of Education in 2022? And again, not everybody has a Board of Education to run for. Right. But 6.1% said yes. 88.6% said no. 5.3% said maybe. Would you consider running for the Central Committee in 2022? 20.4% said yes. 65.5% said no. 14.2% said maybe. Now, I think these questions are interesting, and I think they're consistent with the responses we've gotten from month to month. Interesting for a couple of reasons. Number one, look, I don't think Brian and I are running for everything, but we know that there are a lot of people in our office who are candidates or thinking about candidates. In our party, we know, not in our office. In our, in our party, yes. In our poll results, thank you, uh, that participated in our poll results. Um, that our candidates are thinking about being candidates. We know we have a number of Central Committee members, so you'd think there would be a number of people who would run for party office. It's interesting that you have the drop-down in Board of Education, which is really one of the most local offices where you have the opportunity to run for it, which is kind of interesting. Um, so, so this is good feedback. And, you know, we want to encourage people to run. We've had great candidates. We support our candidates. It's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. But it's something we certainly encourage and support people in trying to do something else we talked about with John and Tim uh, before we came on the air. So does it, we, that's why we keep those in there, and I'm sure we'll keep those in there going forward, see if there's well, any it's changes. it's always interesting, too, because we always encourage people to run because we get a lot of people who are um, who piss and moan about the lack of quality candidates as a Republican on the Republican side. Right. We need to find better candidates. Okay, you going to do it? You right. running? 
Well, I mean, we do ask that question as well. And the fact is, we do have a lot of really good candidates. We and do. The, and one of the regular comments we always get is, well, they don't do enough because I haven't heard of them. And, you know, I mean. You got to put some ass into it, folks. I, it, it's tough being a candidate. It's tough getting out there. Yes, I think they'd all like to do more. But this is why we do what we do to help them. Right. Help them get the word out. That's if you're why we did. Poll and you're reading Red Maryland, you're going to know a lot of these. That's people. why we did candidate surveys last year. Yeah, and we'll absolutely. do them again in the future. Absolutely. Do you think the Democratic Party will recover from the split over the vacancy for Speaker of the House? Good question. 65.5% said yes. Okay. 10.6% said no. 23.9% said maybe. Your thoughts? I think there'll be some recovery, but it's not going to be like it never happened. I oh, mean, there's going to be some bad blood going forward, and some of it's going to depend on who these chairmanships go to and stuff like that. That's very true. And you don't know, some of them, they may not change at all, by the way. Just I think the status quo is kind of what we had for, come out of it. At least for a little while. Yeah. Should Governor Hogan veto HB 1272 regarding abortion funding? 64.6% said yes, 14.2% said no, 21.2% said maybe. I think he should do it, yeah. I think he should, obviously. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to. Um, it's one of those kind of things. Look, if he was serious about running for president, it's the kind of thing he probably ought to do. We'll see. I agree. So then we asked the question. He has not, just so we're clear, he hasn't signed it yet. Correct. Okay. So we asked people, what is your favorite Maryland craft beer? Just, like, just get a feel of the room. Right. I'm not a big beer guy. Right. Some of our audience, Brian is some of our audience. Right. So and I can't pick, and I can't pick one favorite, to be quite honest with you. Um, so we asked the question, and this, you guys don't disappoint, okay? Okay. Don't drink. Flying dog. Flying dog. None. R-A-R. I drink German beer, which is not what the question everybody's, was. Everybody's got an opinion. Flying That's fine. dog, get off my lawn. Is Brooke, that a real one? That probably is somewhere. I didn't look it up. Okay. Brookville Beer Farm Independence IPA, with independence spelled incorrectly. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Don't ask me about beer. Our republic is crumbling, and you're asking about beer, Brian. Oliver Brewing, which is a I, – I, I enjoy Oliver. Um, that's a brewing company, not a, not a beer, but okay. Don't drink. Blue Dyer Distilling Company. Now, Greg, what do distilleries make? Uh, probably not beer. Not probably beer. some sort of not beer. They make spirits. Spirits. Of I do. I did of. get a nice Blue Dyer Distilling Company T-shirt when I was down at the Charles County uh, Central Committee talking to them. They they gave me. Is some that nice, right? Nice okay. Parting gifts. Natty Bow, which is uh, brewed in North Carolina uh-huh. now. And again, I drink Natty Bow. Don't get me wrong, but come on, guys. Heavy Seas Double Cannon, uh, which is that's that is some. Heavy beer. That's it, very this feels alcohol. like a. This feels like some sort of trick to let you talk about beer. Flying Dog Bloodline. Uh, don't drink. Devil's Backbone, which is from frickin' Virginia, people. Okay. Uh, Antietam Brews. Don't drink beer. Flying Dog. Jailbreak. I do not drink. Not a fan. Like several regular beers. Okay. Nine. I don't know what that means. Bud Light Lime. <sighs> I get jokes. Don't drink beer. Full tilt. Right. I'm not a big full tilt guy. Um, 21090. Flying dog. Evolution lucky number seven. MD. I don't know what that means. A lot of more flying dog, double cannon. People like the flying dog. Budweiser, Dead Rise Ale, Dead Rise Ale, Mullies, Sea Wolf Special Hops, Flying Dog, Lucky SOB. You, now, you said you don't have one, right? No, I'm not a big beer guy. Okay. I don't have a favorite crowd. I'm sorry. This uh, you needed Mark Nugent. I did this, need Mark Nugent for this yeah. bit. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm the wrong guy. You have you've drank a Shinerbach before. I know you've done. That. I, I sure. I'm sure I have. Right. I, I I've consumed beer. I'm not opposed yes. to the idea of beer. I believe you drank some of the stuff that uh, Braswell brought to my wedding. 
Could you not? I drank a lot of stuff that Jimmy brought to the wedding. Yeah. Fair. I, you know, that kind of gets gray after a while. But, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm capable. You loved just, your time in Steubenville, Ohio. The city of murals. The beer helped a lot. Oh, it's a beautiful place. We were in Weirton, West Virginia by the time you were drinking beer. That's true. That's yeah. true. You're right. And the hotel was there. Unfortunately, yeah. I was, we were smart. The reception was in the same hotel everybody was staying in. No, that was smart. Yeah, that's... That was smart. Obviously, I would not have been drinking if that not. were not the case. Of course not. Yeah. So we always ask your people, what's your favorite podcast? Maryland Podcast Month. See? Obvious question. Synergy! Obvious time. So what are some of the podcasts you all listen to? Didn't say local podcast. Hopefully, you're checking out some of the local Maryland-produced podcasts at MarylandPodcastMonth.com. Some of your favorite podcasts. Here we go. Lots of answers, which I like. Gun Talk Radio. Joe Rogan. Very popular. Red Elephants. Not familiar with that. None. Don't listen to podcasts. You should. Come on. What are you doing? Red Maryland. Nice. Thank you. Crime Town. Secure Freedom Radio. Beef and Dairy Network. I actually Googled I, I, that. I'm going to check that out. I Googled that. I'm like, It's like what? some cattleman's podcast? No, I, it's I, like a comedy podcast about cattlemen. Like, it's a funny uh, ha-ha show. That's fun. That's a great... I, I, you know, I grew up on a dairy farm. I know I a lot of people did. who raise cattle. I'm not surprised, but that's, that's fantastic. That See, the, that's uh, what that podcasting was. A, that was hashtag Fleur Wedding, was it not? Fleur Wedding. Yeah, absolutely. It was a fun time. I pay, up. I pay attention to the show. Um... Ben Shapiro, so Dennis Prager. Partner. Do you like the Ben Shapiro? I kind never of listen to it. Cold never ben listen Shapiro. to it. I, I like Ben Shapiro talking about politics. When he starts talking about religion, especially when he talks about Christianity, because he doesn't really know what he's talking. about. Okay. Pardon my take. Shabycast. Zabycast. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Dan Bongino. It would make sense that people none R M Weekly or the R M Air Raid. Nice. Dan Bongino, Red okay. Maryland, Mark Levin. Mark Don't Levin. listen to podcasts. Should. Come on. That's the idea. Come None. On, to... Pod Save America. Really? What? 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 Really? What is wrong with you? You're reading Red Maryland and you listen to Pod Save America. Well, that's you're diverse. I give Laura you Ingraham, Politipod. I'll let you read the next one, Greg. Uh, with Town in Latin. Coom Town. Coom Town. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the uh, Coom Town. It is. Um, I assume it's the Latin pronunciation. It is not. The Latin pronunciation. Did you Google that? I actually had heard of it before, believe it or not. Is it what one would imagine it is? It's not nearly as bad as it sounds by the title. Okay. You're not going to give me any more than that? No. Okay. Is it like a retrospective on, on a particular industry? Well, let me, look, I a will, particular special part of the entertainment industry that's, that's surprisingly is, large, perhaps? This is, this is rapidly becoming a Blue Chew commercial. What the Well, hell? I mean, you're making me dance around it, so to speak. Hold on. I, I, I'm, I'm Googling now the, the description. I, I assume. Official podcast of the boys. Hosted <laughs> by Nick Mullen and Stavros Halkius. Two professional right. comedians. Folks. Also featuring Adam Friedland. The okay, so the these, are, these are guys who, you know, talk in a coarse manner and they just... They, they're celebrating it I, I in their potty talk. I don't know. I don't know. I don't okay. understand. Right. That sounds, that's what the kids do. I don't understand. Side Hustle School, Red Elephants, The Daily right. Signal by the Heritage Foundation. And that's a, totally good. I do not listen to podcasts. You should. Enjoy Red State Podcast. You know, I haven't listened to the Red State Podcast. JB's Drive-In. Good choice. Red Maryland, but enjoy the Motley Fools also. Okay. Right. Ben Shapiro, none damage. It used to be the conservative refuge. Now I don't have one. Yeah, it sucks. And Ben Shapiro. 
So then we got to the last question, which is the uh, open-ended question, as Greg likes to call it. The comedy unloading zone. Yeah. So, th- so we always give you a chance. We always want to know. We ask questions to kind of get some different areas. People complain. But finally, we just say, look, what do you want to tell us? What else do you want to tell us? And uh, usually you guys come with interesting ideas, crazy ideas. It certainly helps us learn more about the people who participate in our polls and who read Red Mirror. It's a Rorschach test. Um, maybe, yeah. All right, would you, would you like to start? Uh, sure, I will. Uh, thank you for including HB 1272 in your poll. It's a vindictive bill that targets crisis pregnancy centers who help women choose life while helping Planned Parenthood pad their pockets with your tax dollars. We should change the Republican leadership, as Nick Kipke and Kathy Chalega have done a horrible job of building the party and fighting bad, unconstitutional, and immoral legislation. Not, uh, okay, sure. Right. They must not have been paying attention to the speaker's, uh, to the yeah, speaker's I mean, you know, okay. issue. That's an opinion. It's, a, it's, it's an opinion. It's a legitimate opinion. Uh, Rhino Larry for president. No way. He'll probably be Biden's VP. That would be interesting. I don't think that's going to happen. Why do I never see the results of these polls? Oh, my God. Oh, God, help me. We Can we got... talk about this? Can yes, we talk about please, this? Please do. Can we talk about this? You people. You people. The entire. I'm going to say it. You can repeat it because we're going to have to say it over again. The entire results of the poll are posted every month on the show page with the podcast in which we disclose the results. Every month. They're still there. For years. You could Five go to Red Maryland. RedMaryland.com is the website. Go to RedMaryland.com. Click on the, the uh, link to the show that you're listening to right now. It'll have the complete show results. Every comment, every result yes. is in there. And you can search poll results and see it for every month we've ever done the poll. Yes. We always post the results. Every single and here's, time. And here's my favorite part. We got an email, actually, about this in the uh, in the. If you don't see it, it's because you don't box. look. That's all I We actually say. got a thing that said, why don't you include the poll results in your weekly emails? It's literally labeled Red Maryland Radio number whatever and poll results. Yes. Click so the there's, link. There's a link in what our weekly. doing? Yes. Our weekly email newsletter has a link to the show post that has the complete result. You have to scroll down a little tiny bit. Maybe. Uh, got to put some effort into it. Maybe. This is why we can't have nice things. You people are killing us. Yeah, we could do it better if you just supported us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Red Maryland. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. If you want us to, like, put it on a silver platter, deliver it to your house, help us out on Patreon, because that's apparently what this person needs. The poll is working better on mobile now. Thank you. Craft beer? Really? Really? Bernie would have won. Was unaware of HB 1272, absolutely idiotic legislation. Refusing Title X funding due to Trump admin rule requiring that any facilities that accept Title X funding be physically and financially separated from abortion providers is not smart. Those funds can go to community health centers and other facilities to help those in need, and we're going to deny them because they can't be used to fill Planned Parenthood's coffers and fund far-left candidates? Thank you for bringing that to my attention. I hope Governor Hogan uses his veto power on this bill. Good. Well, we're happy to do that. Thank God, small g. Lowercase g. Thank God Pat McDonough is no longer in politics. Are you sure about that? He's not in elected office. He'll, he'll run again. Create a workshop for candidates. Let's go work to expose the Democratic agenda before the next session election. This is, there is where a, I remind you that the— Yeah, I was uh, going to say, is there a workshop we could recommend? 
I first off, I remind you that early bird tickets to the Red Maryland Leadership Conference are available now. RedMarylandConference.com, January 11th, 2020, DoubleTree Hotel in Annapolis. Early bird tickets are on sale through the end of the month. RedMarylandConference.com. I also want to remind you that this episode of Red Maryland Radio is sponsored to you by the National Federation of Republican Women Campaign Management School on June 1st at the DoubleTree Hotel in Annapolis. Uh, register online, nfrw.org slash events. This message is paid for by the National Federation of Republican Women and not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. That is, if we're not being clear, that is a workshop for candidates. Yes. It's been created. We're telling you about it. Go, enjoy, have fun. Please put, okay. Please put the monthly poll results back in print with your weekly emails. Thanks. Have we changed what we do at all with regard to the poll results? No. Not in the last five years, probably. Okay. So we never just attached a separate file with the poll results. No. We couldn't do that based right. on how we use MailChimp. Yeah. And by the There's way, There's a link not... every time to this show with the poll results. Yes. And it says poll results. It says poll results. The one that goes out this week on Sunday will say poll results. Can we get like little arrows pointing to it or bigger font or... Poll results included. I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay. All right. Larry Hogan should switch to the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party. People are so clever. They capitalize rat and Democrat. You guys are clever. Sometimes they say demon rat. That's really clever. Nobody's ever thought of those things before. Yeah, really clever. Catherine Pugh should be done, but if she pulls a John Leopold, I like that John Leopold's becoming a noun, by the way. Just thank you for that. But if she pulls a John Leopold, she will be more successful at it than he has been. Nice. Hey, to be fair, she's single. He's single. Ouch. You know. Oh, no. Let's not. Let's not. Is that a visual you don't need? Yeah, me either. It's not the worst one in politics I've ever heard. Oh. It might actually be true, but that's not. We're not. That, that's, that's for a Patreon. That's for a Patreon exclusive well, show. Now I'm curious. You're going to have to tell me off the air. Uh, um, you, you've heard it. Trust me. You just don't remember. Okay. Jesus appears to some of his disciples, but Thomas is not with them the first time. John twenty twenty five says, So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he, Thomas, said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hand and put my finger where the nails were, put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. Eight days later, Jesus appears before his disciples again. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with him. So the doors were locked. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That sounds like a reading. Your winners, the word of the Lord. Thank you. Your winners and losers from Actually, the Actually, that was the gospel of the Lord. I would, not, I would not actually read that. Only the priest or deacon can read the gospel of the Lord. Okay. Let's not go down that road. Um. I mean, like in church, like during mass, I can read it at home. I can say it out loud. I, I, I understand did. everything that you're saying. Your winners and losers from the speaker's race was pretty much spot on. Good job on that. Brian wrote that. So I give him credit. Nah. They should get Ray Lewis to run for mayor or uh, or some other former Ravens player. Only former Ravens players from now on. You know, I have heard worse ideas. Yeah. I got to tell you. Oh, Brian. Get rid of the grifter David Bossy. Oh, dear. Which is, can I say something about that? I, I, have, I have no opinion on what Bossy did or didn't do. Um, it's very clear. You know, he's done a lot of good things for Republican candidates. Yeah, that's true. But the fact that the media, 
the Sun, Maryland Matters, et cetera, and so forth, has been so hyper-focused on Bossy, and not one has written about Brian Frosch's Gmail account, like we wrote about at RedMaryland.com, is a frustrating topic for me. It's almost as if the Baltimore Sun and Baltimore Sun Jr., the alliterative Maryland Matters, have an editorial bet that's different from Red Maryland's. Except they don't admit it. Yeah. That's probably not true, though. Um, okay, where are we? The Republicans in this state are useless. As an independent, I long for real conservative to support. If you, a real conservative to support. You were a Republican, you could vote for a conservative in the primary. That is to your I, I long. He longs, Brian. He longs. Y'all need to get your message out there. Dems are defining who you are. Hogan should finish out his term Og governor. I think he means, well, I don't know what they mean. Uh, Og governor and then run for either Congress or the Senate. Okay. Thank you for your article about the Maryland YRs. The organization has been a dumpster fire the last four years, and former Chairman Boone certainly has little man syndrome when it comes to people pointing out how incompetent and dishonest he is. Bravo. I did not write that. Somebody else wrote that. FYI. Oh, that's a good caveat that you put in. Yeah, because I, I know that he's got boo-boo face. Uh, from me pointing out how much of a schmuck he is. So. Oh, well, that, that will cure it. Uh, Nicola Ambrose has done nothing for the MDGOP. Oh, dear. Well, that's a Patreon, uh, that's a Patreon show, if I can, uh, I can think of. Okay, all right. It She's not like, popular with the readers of our blog. We've learned that over the, in the past. It looks like Davis Marks will be supporting tax hikes in Baltimore County. I think the real question is, what's David Marks' position on tax hikes? Yeah, I would hope David Marks wouldn't do that. But uh, interesting. You know what that probably is? That's probably the C4L people, honestly. Because uh, the Campaign we, for Liberty people loathe Marx. And they well, put, they put a lot of, ass in the, yeah, so in They the put election. a lot of effort into their candidate who lost, like, what, 87 to 13 in the primary. They ran a candidate. I don't know how much effort the C4L really puts into anything. <laughs> Fair. Other than sending out fundraising emails. Well, yeah, they've got, they've got this thing they've been running on Facebook for a while about um, – the, pro- the tax hikes in Anne Arundel County, and you know, they haven't shown up to anything. They haven't done anything other than you know just yeah. If you want to trying pati- to trying to grift off of of the issue to get that's up what, their I mean that's list. their shtick. That's Honestly, do. I don't know what they do with their email list. I don't know if people give them money. I don't unless unless they are making money like profiting somehow. And I don't know that they are. I don't know why they do anything that they do. Yeah, it's a fair point. Um, just ask you could ask any of the elected officials they got elected. <sighs> Would like to know more about the influence of dark money. Soros, deep state efforts to change the Republican Party, creeping socialism, Marxism. Basically, we must go deeper on who really is influencing Maryland politics, Republicans. We must preserve our Constitution. This is a time to be very bold. Thank you for what you do. I'm learning more through your show. Well, thank you for listening. You could look through campaign finance reports. That would be a good way to start. They're public. Definitely. Impeach Dirk Hare. No idea why somebody wants to do that, but okay. all right. I don't even know. Can you do that? Is that a thing? Maybe I don't no. know. I don't know because you remember. If you remember, there was discussions about this uh, when we helped Jim Palera get shown the door ten years ago. Uh, there was really no machinations to remove him it's, from uh, office. He just kind of went on his own when he saw the writing on the wall. Okay. I wish the try. Yeah, there's another guy who who hates us that you want to. Kick, poke that bear. I wish the Tri-County Republicans, in this case, Charles, St. Mary's, and Calvert, would work closely together to nominate and campaign for candidates for local offices. I don't understand this. And I say that because each... It's not like there's a local office that 
covers all three areas. You know, Charles County has its own offices. St. Mary's County has its own offices. Calvert County has its own offices. I mean, there could the only be times that they actually, yeah, the only times that they really cross are, are Congressional District Five, right, and then some of the ho- state house and senate seats. Yeah, and even then, I'm not sure how many of them, other than a couple of the, you know, maybe I think there might be the senate seat in 29, and. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the point being is the fact that I don't know how many of them actually cross county lines. But if you're talking about local offices specifically, you know, having St. Mary's County folks kind of help dictate to Charles County what they're doing doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, I mean, look, we everybody should help everybody else out. That's fine. We should want more of that. But it'd be interesting what they're actually talking about here. Uh, I live in Montgomery County. Drop down didn't work. <sighs> All establishment candidates are unappealing. I have no idea what the HB 1272 is about, written in doublespeak. And this is the problem. They created their own language. So we are excluded from the process. There's only one party in MD, the hashtag uni party. Vote them all out. Said no to Hogan running, but I'd love to see him have his fat ass handed to him by Trump. Man, that would be sweet. So I guess there's one person they don't want to vote out from that I'm getting. I'm shocked. Um, Drain the swamp, just not of that one swamp guy. Right. Uh, Maryland needs to kick out that bum David Bossie. He'll be in jail soon anyway. I don't oh, think he has That's, done anything. That sounded negative. From what I can tell, in my opinion, I don't think he has done anything illegal. As far as I know. I, I, finally, I'm not suggesting otherwise. Finally, we need to do a better job of messaging. For me, I want the. I want for me. I want. I think the same things as the other Democrats. I just don't think it should be left for the government to do it. Affordable health care? Heck yes. Less regulation, more free market. Affordable college? Count my in. Stop federal subsidies. Illegal immigration? Let's reform out immigration laws. Common sense back into public service. And thus endeth. There you go. The Thank you for everybody who for May, and which will be posted of at redmaryland.com. It's always interesting, right? It's, it's fun. And you know what? We learn a lot about our audience, and it's very grounding for us. Sometimes we get a little more comedy. Just saying. Just that, that's a note that I will give that, you people. all. Work on that, people. Yeah. So let's uh, let's start to wrap this show up. I do want to remind you this week's episode of Red Maryland Radio was brought to you by the first annual Montgomery County Teenage Republicans Banquet. Tuesday, June 11th, you were uh, invited to join guest speaker, former Governor Bob Ehrlich at Buca di Beppo. Buca di Beppo. Buca di Beppo. I really can only say it with the accent. 122 Kentlands Boulevard in Gaithersburg. This event is free for TARS, Teenage Republicans, but $40 for adults. For more information, contact Ryan Nyadek, Ryan at Nyadek.net, R-Y-A-N at G-N-I-A-D-E-K dot net or Dwight Patel, Dwight at DwightNation.com. Authority Montgomery County Republican Central Committee, Don Irvine Treasurer. This uh, week's episode is also brought to you by the 2019 Montgomery County Republican Party Lincoln Day Dinner featuring guest speaker Lieutenant Governor Boyd Rutherford. The dinner takes place Monday, June the 17th at the Doubletree Hotel, 8120 Wisconsin Avenue in Bethesda. Sponsorship opportunities are available for sponsorships and tickets. And more information, visit mcgop.com and click on the link that says 2019 LDD. That's mcgop.com. Click on 2019 LDD. That's authority of the Montgomery County Republican Central Committee, Don Irvine 
treasurer. Thanks, uh, the, thanks uh, those guys for supporting right now. also sponsored by the National Federation for Republican Women Campaign Management School, which is coming to Annapolis on Saturday, June the 1st from 8.30 to 5 p.m. at the Doubletree Hotel in Annapolis. $100 gets you an all-inclusive fee that includes continental breakfast, lunch, and the NFRW Campaign Management School Manual. Learn about campaign planning, targeting voters, money, successful events, volunteers, get out the vote, social media, mail, creative ideas, all that and more. Learn from people who know what they're doing. Go to nfrw.org slash events. That's nfrw.org slash events. Or contact Diana Waterman, the president of the Maryland Federation of Republican Women at 410-490-0227 or president at mdfrw.org. Paid for by the National Federation of Republican Women and not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. You this, said create a candidate teaching event. Boom, there, done. Here it is, right here. Check that off, right there, go. This show is also sponsored by the Red Maryland Leadership Conference for 2020. Early bird tickets are on sale through the end of the month. Get your tickets now. Get Early your tickets bird now. price It's going to sell out. RedMarylandConference.com. Yes. We've got Kelly Schultz. We've got Maria Sophia, we've got Kathy Shalega, Rory McShane, Ian Patrick Hines, Andrew Langer, Jerry Rogers, Doug Mayer, and more. Lots more. And more. To be announced still. Yeah. Go to RedMarylandConference.com. It's going to sell out all day. Doubletree Hotel, January 11th, 2020. You get a free lunch. Buy your ticket today. If you are part of an organization, uh, you want to have a vendor table, we've got those for you this year. Too. We Just do. go to RedMarylandConference.com and learn how you can purchase a vendor table. Also, patreon.com slash redmaryland, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash redmaryland. Become a patron of the show. Get patron-exclusive content. We've already hinted at some of the shows that we're going to do uh, that are patron-exclusive. You aren't going to want to miss them. It's going to be gold. And look, you got to pay only a dollar a month. A dollar a month from everybody who listens to this show, is a fan of Red Maryland, would help us exponentially grow what we're doing here. Yeah, every little bit helps, and every penny that you give us goes into... Uh, expanding what we do. Nothing yes. goes in our pockets. We, we we spent all of it on getting the word out and helping our good Republican candidates and uh, the conservative calls here in the state. Patreon.com slash Red Maryland. Patreon.com slash Red Maryland. And finally, we are brought to you by the law office of Gregory M. Klein. What's that hey, website? Four, oh, well, it's, well, what's the phone number? 410-541-6384. 410-541-6DUI. And uh, look, if you tie one on this weekend a little too much and you get into trouble, call this guy. 410-541-6384. And we can help you with other legal matters as well. And that's particularly true even if you're going to be at the Maryland Republican Party convention this weekend. Uh, I will be there on Saturday. Uh, We should uh, looking forward to taping some interviews for a special edition of the Air Raid that will air on Saturday Have fun down there. I will. It's It's supposed to be a great weekend. It's going to be a long day, though. Sure. Well, I'm going down Saturday morning, and then I'm immediately turning around and driving home because I have to be in Aberdeen for uh, for wrestling. And uh, have to. Don't want to do it. Felt you owed it to him. I owe it to the people, man. Owe it to the people. I have to go to Aberdeen for wrestling. It's yeah. just, I mean, it's tough being you. Hey, it's the Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole for the NXT North America. I was going to say, isn't the Velveteen Dream wrestling? Because how could you miss that? <laughs> You've heard of the Velveteen Dream for the first time about what ten seconds ago. Yeah, <laughs> he's he, is he related to the rabbit? Because nobody is from D.C. Actually, he's from Washington, D.C. Patrick Clark is his his his, is his real name. OK. Or is he a friend of yours or something? No, or? he's not. No, okay. he's not. You're just a fan. I yeah. The just, Aberdeen level wrestling. You're well, NXT of. only ever comes to Aberdeen. We go to see. We, I, I, 
That's my fault. Of course, NXT only ever comes to Aberdeen. Well, when, when we go to the Ring of Honor show in June, it's at the UMBC Event Center. Exactly. Ring, exactly. R- ROH goes to UMBC. NXT goes to I'm an idiot. Aberdeen. How do I not know that? This is why we can't have nice things. That's right. That's Help right. Help Greg learn more about this stuff. Patreon. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I need to learn more about. You do. Absolutely. You do. Um, the well, good luck to the Velveteen Queen King Dream. Dream. Velveteen Dream. He's the, the Velveteen reigning, Dream. The reigning NXT North American champion. Hey, good luck with that. So he's a good guy. Is he a good guy? It's more of a tweener. More of a tweener. You know what? I'm I'm wading into the water. That's going to get very well. Tweener. You, you have your good guys, which are sure. baby faces. And your, sure. and your bad guys, which are heels. A tweener Heel. a tweener Heel. is kind of just is in the middle somewhere. In the middle. Yeah. Okay. Like All a right. shades of gray. Or in this case, a shade of purple. Sure. Because he's velveteen. He's the velveteen dream. Of course, it's purple. Right. Well, he's, it's kind of a prince thing. Sure. It is. Prince, well-known fan of, of wrestling. <laughs> accomplished wrestler in his own right, from what I understand. <laughs> no, he's no Abraham Lincoln when it comes to being an accomplished wrestler. Okay. Abraham Lincoln was an accomplished wrestler. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Okay. I just, I, <laughs> I imagine Prince did some wrestling in his own way. Am I right, ladies? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens at the end of these shows. This is why we do it live. Yeah, because you don't. You can just edit this out if you're. No, this is the best else, part. But no. This imagine is... if we did this in a show that was patron exclusive where we really just told you all what we really think because we're going to do that now now we're determined that we get a few more we get a few more patreon supporters here and we'll really unload yeah absolutely it'll be the shoot interviews the real shoot interviews yeah to use a wrestling term as one does yeah okay let's end the show RedMaryland.com is your home base for all things Red Maryland. RedMaryland.com. Um, you know, it's, it's been, things have kind of slowed down the last couple of weeks. I think we're all kind of taking a breather right now as we head into the summer months. But. A lot of great stuff, but you can catch up with it yeah. by going to RedMaryland.com. And, of course, you can click on the Support Us link, and that will take you right to the Patreon link. Patreon. Patreon.com. Every Red other Maryland. way, forget it. Forget it. Patreon.com. Be sure you Buck can subscribe you can to Red Maryland content on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, the TuneIn Radio app, and Google Play, and have shows like this one automatically downloaded to the device of your choice. Correct. And, of course, uh, that includes Red Maryland Radio, which airs, of course, on Thursdays. That's right. Uh, next week, I'll be flying solo. Uh, Greg, will yes. be, uh, Greg will be down at, in Salisbury. I will. For, for his daughter, Samantha's graduation. Yes. So we're all for that but i will be i will be joined next week in 20 years you'll be able to do the same thing with your child (laughs) i will be joined by mark ronick uh from the mark and mole show and i'll also be joined by the guys from the hub uh the hub show which is a hagerstown based podcast what what do they talk about i'm fat i'm going to listen i will check this out the hub show they talk a little bit of everything you can go to red mare i'm not red maryland conference you can go to marylandpodcastmonth.com and learn more about the mark and lowell show the hub show and all the other shows that are participating uh, in Maryland Podcast correct. Month. MarylandPodcastMonth.com, Facebook.com slash Maryland Podcast Month. Also, of course, you can like our social media, Red Maryland social media. We're at Facebook.com slash Red Maryland. We are on Instagram at Red Maryland. We are on Twitter at Red Maryland. Please invite your friends, family, neighbors, colleagues, coworkers, in-laws, outlaws, co-religionists, you name it, to like our stuff, share our content with them. You are the force multiplier. That's Until right. we start like really bake, you know, bathing in the Patreon money. We're relying on you guys 
to help spread the word. So if you want to do a little less work, give us more money. Does that make sense? You on board for that? <laughs> Which cool. we'll use to advertise. But we'll in, it, in lieu of advertising, just share it. That just will share also it. help. Drop that's... it in your community groups, your political right. groups, on your Facebook wall, and your Twitter feed. Drop it in the next door. Like I said, post, post it in next door. Click the unfollow this post button and just let it let the mulch fly. Just for fun, grab your smartphone from friends and family and just go on there to their podcast app uh, and subscribe see. to Red Maryland Network Programming. It'll be a wonderful surprise for them. And if they don't know what a podcast is, tell them what a podcast is. Yes. Subscribe them to Red Maryland content. Subscribe them to some of the other people don't participating in Maryland Podcast Month. Do yes. it. Do it. Do it. And if you want to contact us, uh, if you want to complain, you if you want to complain that you're not getting the poll results in your email every month, yes, uh, please do that. By the way, <laughs> redmaryland at gmail dot com. Good old fashioned electronic that. email. Is that, can can you operate that? Can, can you do that? <laughs> or you can call or text the Red Maryland Talkback line four one zero two zero five four eight seven five. What's that number? Four one zero two zero five four eight seven five. By the way, we will feature your comments on a future Red Maryland Network program. Yeah, please do leave us comments about not being able to get things that you get very easily every week yes that's we want those messages please yes please we crave that yes we also just crave any attention really oh the uh, more negative the better but yes the Absolutely. more negative the better greg any final thoughts uh fun show thanks very very participating in the poll and um have a great week next week flying solo a couple great interviews maryland podcast month and don't forget it's the sunday's air success. raid interviews from the maryland republican party Convention that'll be a great show check it out City. So, I'm glad you're going. I am not able to go, so I'm glad you're able to go. Yes. I'm only dragging you to Chris Field in the middle of the summer. Yeah, I did a great God damn it. <laughs> Don't worry. I have to go to an Orioles game that night, too. So I'm going to go down to Chris Field, sweat my ass off, and then go home, put on a different shirt, and then go to a ball game. Well, you could take an extra shirt with you, but you'll go home in between. I'll go home in between because i got to pick up the wife and kid, you know. Okay. And then I'm going on vacation two days later. So. Oh, God. Well, that's tough. Stuff being you, man. It ain't easy being green. Got to go to the beach and then go see the Velveteen Rabbit and then <laughs> the Velveteen Rabbit. Uh, then go, go to Crisfield. Go to a baseball, baseball game. game. And then go to New Hampshire on vacation. Yeah, then got to go to the lake for a week. Oh know? man, that's rough. Well, I get, that's rough. I'm having a. I'm gonna have a zero day old here soon enough. So. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a, like a two week old as soon as I turn forty. It'll be great. But it's also an excuse Way to, to think take, it through. It's also an excuse to take weeks of weeks at a time off of work and have not not be a big deal. Anyway, that's that's the way to rationalize it yourself when you're 50 and you got a teenager. Yeah. Good. Dude, when I'm 50, I'll have a, uh, that child will not even be a teenager yet. Your 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 oldest one will though. Barely. Okay. All right. Hey. You want to be 55 with a teenager. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Somebody, you win. I, I was talking. I was talking. I will laugh and laugh and laugh. I was laugh. talking to somebody the other day about it. It's like, oh, you decided to have another kid. I'm like, yeah, I didn't decide. I didn't. You know, you want another girl? I'm like, yeah, if I do, I it's an excuse to buy another shotgun. You know. Good. Good luck with that. man. How's that working out for you? I should have thought of that. No, I don't want to. Sh- sh- they don't stop. <laughs> but I'm out. I'm through it. I'm through it now. I've done my job. And scene. And right. she's great. And we're very proud of her. She's graduating. Summa cum laude, honors 4.0. If she blows it after this, it's on her. I've done my job. That's all I could say. I'm sure she won't. <laughs> I can't top that. For everybody here at the network, thank you very much for listening. For Greg Klein, I am Brian Griffiths. You have been listening to Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network.
Drawing a crowd Every babe's gonna want a piece of me 